Welcome back to another episode of the Slasher Sanitarium. I am your host, Troy. This week, it's Channel Zero, Episode 5 of No End House. Before that, though, make sure to email the show at theslashersanitarium at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Slasher Podcast or like our Facebook page. And visit patreon.com slash slasher podcast to support and keep the Slasher Sanitarium alive. If you wish to sponsor the Slasher Sanitarium, please head over to advertisecast.com slash 824 and visit our brand new website, slashersanitarium.weebly.com. That is slashersanitarium.weebly.com. So let's get into it. No End House, Episode 5. After losing half of our cast last week, we find ourselves outside of No End House in the real world. We start with Jules and Margot driving home, and I guess losing JD wasn't all that traumatic because Jules starts busting a gut over what just happened. Jules is also not ready to go home yet because she can't remember what her family looks like. She, I pretty sure has lost every single memory of anybody that she's ever met other than Jules, JD, and Seth, and Beardo, I guess. We cut to John staring at a little blonde girl. He waves and the girl is joined by her sister, and their dad walks out to chase him away. That's why you don't let your kids play outside by themselves. I'm also not sure exactly what this scene was supposed to represent, because it... Why? Just to be creepy? Because he seems like he should have a very... He's bleeding to death, right? He should have a very, like, set path here. Like, I need to get back to my daughter and not make this guy feel like there's a pedophile watching his daughters. Jules is looking at pictures of her friends who she can't remember. She gets flashes of memories, but uh, all the people in them are just kind of black and blue blobs. Uh, it's a cool kind of effect to it, uh, reusing some of the, the, the scenes we've seen in the past. So apparently they were gone for three days, so time in the, in the house works exactly the same as time outside of the house. Um, she's also having, a, a, I say she, Margo's having issues remembering her mother because John ate that memory. And Margot's mother wants to know to get to know her daughter better. And I'm not sure that this storyline existed before. This whole like I her saying I wanted to know you more than or as as well as he knew you. Like I didn't get the sense in the first episode that Margot's mother didn't really connect with her daughter, but I guess sure. And Jules turn around, turns around and gets jump scared by JD with a knife in his gut, but of course it's just a vision, so I guess she does remember that somebody died in the house. Margot's mother says that the family business was going under, and they were going to lose everything. So his suicide, which was ruled an accident, was so that the insurance money would bail out the family. 
So a couple things. First, not information you should uh, share with your daughter over the phone. Um, and also, like, if you've seen this house, like, you could have sold this and probably been fine. You could have sold this, you could have sold the business, and yeah, your family wouldn't have been rich anymore because they clearly are with a fucking pool in their backyard and a nice little shed in the yard and everything like that. But they at least be together, and you wouldn't be fucking dead. So, yeah, not sure that I'm supposed... I know what I'm supposed to feel. I'm supposed to feel like, oh, he sacrificed himself for his family. But I'm just like, you you killed yourself to commit insurance fraud, which there was no guarantee, by the way, that this would work, because they could have easily turned around and been like, this happened to you a couple days ago. Why did it happen to you again? You clearly killed yourself so that your family didn't have to file Chapter 11. So we're not going to give them any money, and you died for nothing. But, yeah. Way to try to, you know, keep your family on fucking money. Margaret hears a noise outside to go investigate. She finds the shed is empty, but we see that John is actually hiding next to it. So I guess he's done creeping out little girls, and is going to go try to eat the memories of his daughter. Jules and Margot are back together, and Margot has informed Jules of her father's insurance fraud. Jules says she was scared of Margot after John's death and bailed. Then Jules and Margot cuddle on the couch. John is pretty fucked up after getting stabbed, and you would think a person made out of cranberries would be okay after that, but I guess this is really affecting him. Margot and Jules exchange I love yous. And later we see Jules put a blanket on Margot as she has fallen asleep. But Jules hears people outside and notices that the front door is wide open. She watches a car drive past before jump scare. Seth grabs her from behind, but he says he's in the house. So John has made it inside the house. I'm not sure where Seth has been this whole time, because it seems like with John's little detour that Seth would have been able to reach them before he got there, but sure. All right. John is standing over a sleeping Margot. He is breathing pretty hard, and I feel like she should wake up instantly by this, because he's not being really quiet. John grabs her head, also she should wake up from that, and starts to yank the family dog from her memory. Uh, I guess they can birth the memory snacks in the real world too, so that's kind of cool. John then proceeds to eat the family dog, loudly. Loud enough that Margot should definitely wake up to someone going... <laughs> Seth and Jules grab weapons and sneak up on John, and Seth clobbers him in the back of the head. Finally, Margot wakes up. Finally. John apologizes for taking the memory from her, and he just wants to talk. Cut to John being duct taped, and Margot makes him get up off the couch that he died on. John wants to work out a feeding schedule, and Margot asks John to go to the basement, which he does not agree with. She then grabs a pair of scissors but then threatens to hurt herself if he doesn't go to the basement. She starts to cut her arm, and this causes physical pain to John, uh, because I guess he loves his daughter so much that just watching her get hurt, like, it hurt, hurts him? Sure. So he agrees to go to the basement, they lock him in there, and I guess all is forgiven with Seth. We get a close-up shot of the puffy, the puffy, puppy half-eaten, so don't try to do that. Seth says, Wait for it. They have to go back. <sighs> Boy. 
remember in episode one of the of the series here where I said I didn't want this to be like a prison break thing where they get out of the house and then they have to go back into the house again. That's exactly what just happened here. They have to get back into the house. Because of course they do. We were in episode four when we left the house. So of course they had to get back in the house. We also still have that shot of uh, Jules with her arm all cut up and Seth tackling her that we haven't seen yet. So, interesting. Margot has to lead John back to the house. Why don't you kill him? You saw that you can kill these things, so... Kill him. Margot asks for help killing her dad. She then grabs some socks from her drawer, and we see that his pills are in there. Will that actually work? He's not really human, after all. So, that's a very big gamble to take. So Seth then says he wanted a family and that is that is what the house made for him and those were the people in the cul-de-sac cage because Seth couldn't kill them. Remember this point because in about two minutes he's going to completely contradict himself. Jules gets a text message from the house and I guess the house is sexting now because it was a pretty provocative shot there. John looks around his still unfinished business. I mean, come on, their basement. Still unfinished basement. His his business is unfinished as well too because he fucked that up and doesn't seem like that they were doing much with the business so they obviously sold it which is what they should have done anyways instead of having john kill himself uh Drews has a full-on breakdown outside and then she fucks right off somehow margo feels that force feeding her dad pills will be easier than using a knife to kill him I don't think you understand the meaning of easier. Seth, who minutes before said he can't kill the fake family, mind you, people he's never met, the fake family the house made for him, but he has no problem at all killing John. Sure. Seth heads downstairs and brings John back upstairs. They allow John to keep eating the little puppy. Some lovely gross eating noises accompany him, and Margot uh, gets, to tell John, or gets John to tell her about the memory he just stole from her. John proceeds to start coughing, and apparently he did not die instantly, because he starts to violently choke to death. Now remember, the whole, like, John saying, I, I died instantly, was because that's what Margot had hoped had happened. And she apparently just took that as fact. Jules apparently can remember her memories from the third person, but not the other people in her memories. I have never had a memory where I have envisioned myself in third person. And I don't feel like we need her to envision herself in the third person because we're just trying to show that she doesn't remember the other people in her memories. This is a trope that I have always hated when people have memories and it's clearly like of their face, but they're not looking in a mirror. Like I don't remember myself in the third person in my memories. I remember first person because that's how I experienced them. Seth and Margot drag John to the door as Margot's mother comes home. Well, this is a surprise. John sees John, or she sees, she's, Jesus fucking Christ. She sees John as John wakes up. He throws up, grabs his wife, and we, we see that his eyes are now swollen shut. So he has full on become the, like, the bloat monster from room five. He grabs Seth and drops his face onto the stairs, and then John blindly feels around his house trying to grab Margot. Margot then tries to crawl out of the back door, 
which would leave her mother and Seth in the house alone with a dude who just tried to kill them. John grabs Margot as she's leaving. Seth then wakes up with his nose right awfully broken, and Seth sees John making another memory treat. He grabs John's hands away, they, they wrestle off screen for a little bit, before Margot opens her eyes to see that John has Seth on the ground and he is choking him to death, and Margot then agrees to go back in order to save Seth. Because of course she does. Margot's mother wakes up, but everyone is already gone, because Seth, John, and Margot are making their way back to the no-end house. Jules comes back to Margot's house to see blood everywhere, and no sign of Seth, John, or Margot. So, of course, she heads right back to the, to the no-end house. But, surprise, she arrives and the house is now gone. So, it's going to be very strange if we get to the end of this series and we never have that, that's, that shot that we had of Jules with her arm all cut up and Seth tackling her in the front yard of somebody's house. Because she apparently can't get back in the house now. Because the house is gone. So I guess that means that either we're going to see a year's time from now, and and Seth, John, and Margot are, have spent a year in the house, or she's going to find another way into the house. I'm not sure, because right now she can't get back in the house, and, and we know that Seth said that the house is going to disappear for about a year. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to do the way. We, we'll see what happens. But uh, episode five in the books... And all in all, not bad. Not bad, honestly. Um, I was a little, you know, kind of, it was a nice surprise that, that the mother got involved again. I'm not sure where she's been, but here she is. So there's that. But yeah, check back next week, Thursday again, for episode six of Channel Zero, No End House. Until then.